0: Today in the Sam Mays Podcast, we talked to former Sooner Gray and NFL alum J.R. Conrad about his club just for offensive linemen, Trench Mafia. We also talked quite a bit about football and family. Hope you enjoy it. Speaking of, if you are enjoying the pod, be sure to check out our new series, This is 40, where we explore the physical and mental challenges that come with middle age. Don't forget to comment, like, and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. A big thank you to our title sponsor, Nature's Key. Nature's Key was founded in 2017 with one goal. ...to enhance one's life through the use of cannabis-infused products. I definitely know it's enhanced mine. Nature's Key believes that a quality product backed by science and made with state-of-the-art precision... ...can legitimize cannabis as a trusted medical treatment and eradicate the stigma surrounding its use. I couldn't agree more. If you're curious about how cannabis products can change your life... ...Nature's Key is the brand that you can trust to deliver consistent, effective, medicinal-quality products... Be sure to check them out at key to nature's blessing.com and use the code MAZE2022 for 20% off your order. Know that you can enjoy the benefits of cannabis without getting high. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, reach out to us at samonsports at gmail.com and use the word sponsor in the subject line. Jackson's of Kingfisher is a family owned and operated dealership in Kingfisher, America, with the motto Come join the family. And when they say it, they mean it. My family and I have been embraced by Casey and the Jackson family from day one. And I'm here to tell you that if you're in the market for a new or used car truck or SUV and want a straightforward, no-hassle car buying experience, Jackson's of Kingfisher is the dealership for you. Give them a call at 866-695-8010 or check them out online at jacksonsofkingfisher.com. And right now, if you mention the Sandbase podcast, you get $500 off any used vehicle on the lot. Jackson's and Kingfisher. Come join the family. Buying a home is an overwhelming process. Wouldn't you rather work with a lender you know and trust? West Sims with Financial Concepts Mortgage can cover all your residential home loan needs from conventional FHA, VA, USDA, RD to down payment assistant loans and more. With low rates and one low flat rate origination fee, you can depend on the full transparency you need. Get pre-approved for your future today. Call or text 405-314-6276 or fill out your application at westsims.zipforhome.com. Experience the home team advantage. West Sims with Financial Concepts Mortgage.
1: Let out the peace. <laughs>
0: Welcome, I'm Sam Mays. And today in the Sam Mays podcast, we have JR Conrad, former OU great, former NFL star. Patriots drafted you, New York Jets, and a little bit with the Dallas Cowboys. Is that correct? <laughs> Very brief. Yeah, there Dallas you go. Yep. Hey, it's uh, it's good to have you. Thank you so much for your time, Jr. I appreciate it, buddy. Well, I appreciate you, man. So I reached recently. Yeah, I got in contact with Jr. He got in contact with me. You are the, uh, I guess you call it, owner operator of a of a group called Trench Mafia. Uh, this is uh, a podcast for the big guys. This is a group of offensive linemen that every Saturday they meet here. And Edmond, and they work on the fundamentals uh, physically? And you know what? The fundamentals mentally. Um, I uh, I joined you a, a few weeks ago, and I, I spoke to those guys, and I left there, and I, I said to myself, I don't even know what I said because I was so emotional about just being in that room with those young people talking about what we've done our whole lives, and that's be offensive linemen. You know, some people think that being an offensive lineman ends w- when you – Uh, leave the football field. The reality is it's it's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. It's something that has carried me through multiple jobs and carried me through being a parent and carried me through all kinds of things. And I take a lot of pride in that mentality and the way that I work because I am an offensive lineman. And I absolutely love... What you're doing? I love that you're giving back in in that way, and it's just an exceptional group, an exceptional organization. You got a bunch of great coaches that will go through. It's it was just an amazing time for me to be a part of it. So thank you so much for having me. Well, yeah, I mean, I I think I've reached
1: out to you for three years trying to get you right. in that room, man. So in Stillwater, that's a long Saturday drive. Yeah. And then uh, Shawnee,
0: right for a little bit. We
1: went Shawnee, yeah. yeah. So the guy, uh, the gym we work out of, the guy uh, was out in Shawnee for a while, and then. Uh, he had made a move closer, so uh, once I found out you were closer, I stayed after you, man. You oh know, yeah, co- I appreciate I'm that. Cons- you know, I'm consistent, man. So I, I finally <laughs> wrangled you in there and got you in on a Saturday morning, and then uh, it worked out. And uh, you, you know, you, you delivered a great message. And uh, but uh, yeah, we do it. Been doing it forever, and then. Um, you know, this game's like a virus. I tell people that all the time, man. Like, it's, it's not something you do, man. It's who you are. Absolutely. And, and that's who you want to, you know, like, like the, the good ones, man. You're not a – you don't play football, man. You're a football player. And, uh, like, once it's in you, and especially, like, the majority of, of, of people in a locker room, they come from uh, a broken home. They come from a dysfunctional situation. Uh, their families look different. Um, I know, like, in my situation, there was no father figure. Um, my mom was not around. My grandma my, my raised me. Uh, I'm a Native American. Um, so my family looked different. Um, the men in my life were coaches. Um, I didn't see family meals till I went to a coach's house, and I saw um, his wife cooking, and their kids sat down. They prayed. Um, right. I didn't go to church. I wasn't a believer at the time. I would say I wasn't a believer yet. Um, I, you know, just, I did my laundry, um, like, early uh, when I finally did move in with my mom. I, I did my laundry early and my mom's laundry early because Coach would let me in the field house, you know, oh, at that's 6 a.m., yeah. you know, so I wouldn't be embarrassed. That's right. Um, cause and we I, didn't, I know that story, absolutely. Yeah, like, we didn't have, like, water and electric wasn't at the same time in my household. Like, we had them, you had water or electric. Like, we didn't have them together at the same time. Um, So, you know, like, for me, um, I'm trying to pay all that back forward. So, like, when I played, um, the locker room became my family. Football became, like, that's where I found peace. In between the white lines, man, there's, there's no... It don't matter who and what. absolutely. Out here, man, it's earned.
0: Absolutely. And out
1: here, man, I, I never had a swatch watch. I never had nice jeans. I never had button downs. But out here, man, I could make you pay for having those things. Absolutely. And out here, man, uh, all that stuff you flaunted, I couldn't take it from you and, and, and not you know, get in trouble. But out here, I could make you pay for
0: having it. I, uh, I love to listen to you talk about football. I love to listen to you talk about the game because, like you said, it is viral, and it's in your core. It's in your uh, your heart. I'm from a place, Youngstown, Ohio, that's it's a football factory. It's kind of what we do. And you know, my, I had a coach in high school that used to say, it's the only sport that you can commit a felony in and not go to jail. <laughs> and, it, and he's absolutely right, you know, and, I, right. and I loved him for, for saying it uh, that way. This game is, is has given me so much uh, and just the, the understanding of what it is to work and the understanding of what it is to, to go out and, and w- with a group of men and chase the same goal, you know, link your arms no matter what they look like, no matter color or creed, background, whatever. You're my brother, That's right? right? You are my brother. We're taking on uh, the enemy today. And it doesn't matter what the enemy looked like, no matter where they were from, they were wearing a different uniform. I told a media member back in the day that if my mother lined up across to me in a different uniform, I was going pancaker. That's just the reality <laughs> to it. And you know what? I get that from my mom. Everybody asks me, oh, your dad was an All-American, you know, did you get your his mentality? I'm like, no, I got my mother's mentality. I saw my mom square up in a Walmart. Like, it is a – she's just a different lady, you know. And uh, football, you know, that that story that you told and about water and, and power, you know, I – and where I'm from, we had to pay to play. Yeah. You know, Our levies didn't pass, and we had to buy our pads. And I remember kids doing everything in their power to find the money to scrape together to make sure they got an opportunity at a scholarship. Like, it was a way for us to get out of Youngstown. It was a way right. for us to chase our dreams, and it wasn't necessarily something that if we didn't make it there, where else were they going to make it? You know, and I'm fortunate enough, my family wasn't in the same boat as a lot of my teammates were, but I would tell you 80%, 70% of those kids were having the conversation that you were, you know, and they were sleeping in different houses every night and, you know, moving in with coaches and uh, whether it's basketball coach or a football coach, just trying to find a way to make their way through high school, but stay on the fields that they were, you know, doing their thing on. And it's just, it's so important today to, to understand, like everybody sees the bright lights, right? Like we are enamored with, look at that OU gear, look at their OSU gear. And these guys are stars. And I'm like, but you don't understand where they come from. Like, oh, so-and-so gained 70 pounds in his first year on campus. What a great strength conditioning program. I'm like, no, bro. That kid's eaten three straight meals, right, for the first time in his entire life. That's why he put on 70 pounds. And
1: and sleeping eight, nine hours a night.
0: That's right. in a great bed, you know, and getting all the medical attention and getting his teeth fixed. And, you know, some of these kids coming into year number one, you know, are broken. Yeah, they are broken right. yep. and cavities all in their teeth and never been taken care of in their entire lives. But you know what they can do? Play that game. Yeah. Right? And the game gave them an opportunity and they took advantage of it. I love right. that you know, that story is a is a story that is well known in the high school fields, college fields, and fields across the country.
1: And those guys, you know, and 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 you can tell a kid that's like that, you know, because what what are they gonna go home to? You know, what right. are what are they gonna return to? You know, I came I remember I came to OU and um, what year I, was that? Uh, 92. 92. You know, I packed up and left, and I had to get a ride from my cousin, brought me down, and um, I had like three laundry baskets, you know, and the majority of the stuff I brought was, uh, you know, school gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a letter jacket and an All-State jacket, and then I had, um, you know, a, a pillow and a blanket. I didn't even have sheets. <laughs> and then um, my mom had given me 18 bucks, you know, like because she'd bought a pack of cigarettes and she said, gave Here you the go. Yeah, here's yeah. your change. Yeah. you know. And uh, I remember I got there and, uh, you know, they, they run you around, you know, and say, Okay, well, you need this, you need this, you need this. And I remember I, I went to the bursar's office, you know, and you had to, 20 bucks was a uh, student ID. Right. I was like, Oh, man, I only got 18 bucks. So I went and saw my line coach, you know Merv Johnson. I said, "Coach, I I I don't, I don't I'm two dollars short. I don't, I don't have twenty bucks." I, I, and he goes, "What?" I go, "I'm two dollars short. I don't have a I don't even have twenty bucks, Coach." Well, I, you know I got twenty bucks. But I had two bucks, but right. he hooked me up two bucks. You know, which is a violation. You know, but right, back yeah, but I needed two dollars. You know, <laughs> I didn't even have twenty bucks, and uh, I I laugh at that now. You know, but like. It's just it's it's pretty amazing to think about like, you know, eighteen bucks,
0: went to work, and it worked out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you were the young, you were the first uh, true freshman center in Oklahoma football history, and that was in '95, right? And then you were there all four years, started all four so years. So I would have
1: been 92 when I started. Oh, yeah. 92. Okay, 92. I'm an old guy, man. I appreciate I, you. I didn't realize I'm that. You, I thought
0: you were just a class. Yeah, I appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right, so 92, you got there. You started all four years. Yeah. That means you leave at 96.
1: Yeah, I would have left. Well, I, I got drafted in 95 uh, by by Coach Parcells and Patriots and left there. What yeah. round did you get drafted? Late, seventh. I tore my shoulder up. Um Blew my shoulder out in two days. Um, tight end, I'm not gonna name names, but tight end didn't block down, and so I, I'm looking around. You now I'm supposed to be the swabber, man. I get dinged by the defensive end that no one blocked down, so I'm right. looking at him. I'm tracking the, the linebacker coming around and get smoked. And then I finish practice, which I now, you know, I wish I would have just checked myself out. All right, you know, but Lord finished. knows what you did in the rest. Yeah, of practice. I finished practice and I'm. We run and do all that. And I'm, I go to take my pads off. I can't raise my arm, you know. And I'm like, so I called the trainer over and I'm like, hey, man, put your hand up under my pads and feel my shoulder. And he was like, what'd oh, you do no. this? And I was like, oh, like period eight. You know, it's like period 35 at that point, right. you know. And so, yeah, but it was meant to be, man. That's just, you know, how it is, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I got hurt it, and my yeah. career
0: ended in a senior bowl. But, yeah, hey, I, yeah. yeah,
1: I missed a couple weeks, and uh, they said you got two choices. You can redshirt or you can fight through it, and those are my guys, man. I'm not redshirting. Absolutely, you know? especially so, that long, right? Yeah, Just sit, I mean, Last year, yeah. Two weeks, man, and uh, rehabbed it a little bit and then taped it down and played. So,
0: it
1: helped out. And you were
0: in New England for how long?
1: I spent uh, two years up there, and then Bill went to the Jets, and then I followed him down there, and then um, – uh, spent some time there, and I actually blew my back out. So I had to come home, had some back surgery, um, and then uh, just kind of didn't – I kind of lost my juice at that point, you know. Right. And uh, you know how it is, man. You kind of – As a big guy in particular, you well, know. Well, and, and whenever you think like, okay, I don't, I don't know, you know. And to be at that level, like when you start thinking, I don't know if I can do this. Right. You're done. Absolutely. And um, so I thought I was done, and then uh, I thought, well, I need to go back to school. I need to – because I didn't redshirt, so I was nine hours short, you know. And I thought, well, I'm going to go back to school, and then I'm going to get my life, figure out what I'm going to do. So I went back to school, and I knocked out nine hours. I got got my degree, came back, um, went to work, and uh, – found found my way in this in the strength industry of all things and uh was doing that and was sitting at an all-state game eating a hot dog <laughs> in in edmond at uco watching all oklahoma high school all-state game sitting around some coaches talking to them because i was doing their high school weight rooms you know and uh, my phone rang and it was my one of my former strength coaches at ou and he said man you want to you want to come to training camp? I'm like, yeah, man, I'll come watch y'all play. Larry Allen, heck yeah, I'll come, I want to come meet Larry Allen. Absolutely. Yes.
0: <laughs> and
1: um, so he goes, no, man, like, do you want to come? I'm like, do you mean, like, <laughs> come to training camp? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And I go, uh, you know, I haven't done anything, like, in a minute now, right? Like, right. Like a, a long minute. <laughs> and he goes, you'll be fine, man. I said, I need to talk to my wife. Right, right. So I immediately, you know, put down the hot dog, and then Dr. Pepper, I was drinking, (laughs) you know, and I head head home. And and, uh, next thing I know, man, I'm headed to Wichita Falls, Texas, which is like, you know, the desert. Right. And uh, it was like 152 degrees when I got out there. And, uh, man, next thing you know, I'm standing next to Larry Allen holding a bag, you know, and I'm like –
0: what is I'm, life? I'm drooling, you know, and I'm <laughs> right.
1: like, I'm literally like, I'm holding the bag for Larry Allen, man. That's, you know, like. I that's ar- like prime
0: Larry Allen. Dude, like, I had arrived,
1: man. Are you right. kidding me? I Absolutely. mean, I played with Bruce Armstrong at New England, who played like 270 games, like, at, and should be in the Hall of Fame. I played with Jumbo Elliott at the at the Jets, who should be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm literally sitting, like, holding a bag for Larry Allen, and I'm going, I, if they cut me right now, dude, I'm. This right, is the best back rehab I've ever had in my life. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, get, it was cool, man. I wasn't there long, but you know, it was it was just a cool way to say, okay, I'm no longer mad at God. I'm no longer mad at football. Right. I'm no longer like I have nothing left to prove. Right. Like it was, it was really like a like God saying, hey, man, like. It's, it's okay, man. You're right. no longer a poor Indian boy from northeast Oklahoma who has something to prove to anybody, man. You did it. Now, that wasn't your real purpose. Now, go do something with your life.
0: Right. So, it set me free. I've got to uh, to ask. Okay. So, your wife. So, how long have you been married at this point when you're uh, sitting there eating the hot dog?
1: <laughs> well, we met uh, going into my, our, my junior year at OU and... Uh, Man, I don't know how she's still around, to be honest with you. So we'd be married 25 years this June, and she should have left me a million times. So I would tell you we've been married at that point. uh, Five years probably? I don't know. You're going to get me in trouble. Uh, I'm terrible with years, but she should have left me a million times over.
0: So, yeah, five years sounds really good. I'm curious. So what was her when you said, you know, no cell phones back then, so you had to go home and have this conversation. Oh, yeah. So you walked through the door. Honey, I got something that you know. <laughs> so, what does she say to you then? Like, have you lost your mind?
1: Nah, Sam, you're old line. So, how many people when you? We don't bring we don't bring puppies home, man. We bring four dudes home. You that's, know what no, I mean? like, that's exactly you know, right. We don't bring like uh, goldfish, you know, in a tank. We bring. Hey, look who I found! You know, and you yeah. got four huge humans that lay around and snore and right. eat all your food and break your sink and toilet man that's, that's, that's your the old line line <laughs> 100% breakings
0: of <and> toilets <laughs> there's no it, doubt man. so she and took that she took it pretty well yeah i mean
1: yeah yeah i mean she moved uh from mustang uh to boston from boston to new york from new york you know like yep. she didn't come to dallas she went home. she does smart things she went home but um, yeah so
0: very cool very cool now your family how many kiddos you got
1: uh, we have four, man. We have two older boys, the daughter sandwiched in there, and a little man. Okay. So, what are your boys doing? I have an older one that's in college playing quarterback. I have a, Where's he playing quarterback at? Uh, Evangel University in Springfield. Okay, congratulations. That's yeah. a big time, man. Yeah, yeah man. And then uh, we have one that's an outside linebacker, Mustang, going to be a senior next year. He's a junior right now. Uh, we have a daughter that's a softballer, uh, middle school girl. And then my little man's going to be my old lineman. Oh, um, yeah? Did you get yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, I got one. Okay. Yeah. Uh he's only eleven man, but if uh, he don't make O line he'll definitely be uh incarcerated. So uh we'll see. <laughs> you know,
0: he's uh I look at your wife and she's uh, like, Yep. Yeah, that's true. He's got dad's uh <laughs> temperament. He's got dad's temperament. Yep. And uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's gonna be dangerous. Man. I think that uh my daughter probably is more similar to daddy than uh, my son is, although he, I think he has got a little bit of a mean streak to him too. So it's amazing to watch him grow up, isn't it?
1: Well, that, and I think uh, it's amazing. Like, like I told you, man, my, some of my backstory, man. It's amazing that you can come from from something that that appears to be uh, chaos and uh, kind of broken, and your kids not ever know it. And um, but you still see that fight in them. Um, but they don't have to they don't have to know that side of it and then um man like my my mom was around but she wasn't around but like now my my mom is the best nana to four kids like you can possibly ask i can for see it, my yep. i can see the mom like my nana you know like like my mom's the best nana like that she wasn't the mom for me and it's like
0: it's the best man that's awesome so, that's it's, awesome it's awesome i um the way that you coach now is so calming, right? Like, I'm I'm watching you walk walk through the room, and you got 25 boys in this room, and ranging from kids that are worried about the NFL combine coming up, you know, draft coming up, uh, to, you know, sophomores in high school, freshmen in high school, and they're all looking at you. And I'm telling you, every step that you take – those boys' eyes are moving with you. When you walk into a place and you see a coach with his kids or her kids, you know the level of respect that they have just based off of who's paying attention. There's not one step that you took in that place where they didn't have eyes on you. And as I watch you explain the drills that you're going through and the intent with it, each and every step, that you, the detail work that you're going through, I'm obsessed. I just love it. And I, I wonder, you know, did it, did it take you some time to get there? Like when you start, because to me, it was almost like watching a – a preacher preach, like the ministry, like it was like coming home, like it's something. It was like getting a hug, being in that room. How long did it take for you to get here, you know, to to where you can do this and give back in the way that you do?
1: No, first off, thank you very much, man. Um, second, I think um, it took a long time because I went from um, playing, which is that you know that mentality, yeah, which is completely um, different. Yes, you you come right off the field, man, and you're. Um, you're not
0: you're not uh, you're, you're not a civilian
1: yet. yes 100 <laughs> percent. like people don't realize that oh brother. the
0: life is yeah. uh, it's no, a it's a full commitment to yeah. it yeah
1: you're not a civilian yet and um i went right into inner city oklahoma city i uh, had a buddy that i played with whose dad was a real, well-respected coach and he took jobs that nobody wanted he took jobs that were in communities nobody wanted he mm. took jobs with kids that nobody wanted to coach that nobody saw value in um and what you went back to about Youngstown that didn't matter, uh, that didn't look. These kids didn't look the same, or these kids. Those are. Those are. That's where I belong, and um, so I joined him, and I took lay coaching jobs, volunteer jobs, jobs that weren't paid. Um, so I went with him, and I still had buddies that played in the league. So I had contacts for gloves, I had contacts for cleats, I had contacts for um, phone calls, and. Uh, motivational talks with NFL current players and uh, went into the city and I, I thought, man, I'm going to go here and I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix these kids, you know, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on, man. Who, who do I think I am? The best of
0: intentions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. And the worst approach. Right. And and even even worse uh, delivery. You know what I mean? And um, uh, so it took forever. And then I went um, – but I was able to uh learn how to uh, not coach uh players and learn how to uh uh coach men coach coach people not even coach people but I'll, I I want to have a relationship with people absolutely um when people leave being around me I want I want them to say um man the ball was really good but J.R. is uh, the real deal. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I want them to say, uh, if, they, if if somebody said, um, man, I met J.R. one time, and uh, that's a godly man, and I'm winning. You know, I, I may not be able to run block or pass block anybody, but, man, J.R. is a faithful guy. He's a godly guy. He's a good guy. You know, um, I'm winning. So, To answer your question, so I started high school coaching forever ago. I coached at um, U.S. Grant. I coached at Northwest Class, and I coached at Crooked Oak. I I coached at um, – just coached the kids that nobody wanted to be around, nobody found value in, nobody that stereotyped and labeled. Those those were the most tremendous kids. And to be honest with you, Um, like I said, I went in there thinking I was going to help them and they helped me like they saved me. Like I, I still talk to those kids. Those kids are now dads and their husbands and their coaches and their principals and their attorneys and they're running Tinker Air Force Base That's and they're running businesses. They're electricians and they're, they own roofing companies and, um, I love them, you know, and. I get to meet their kids. I be around their kids or around my kids, and like instead of like what could have been or what people said should have been, they're the exact opposite. Right. And it's all because that locker room. You know, it's all because they said, "Man, we're not, we're not, we're not any of that." And uh, the entire time that I thought I was changing their life, man, they changed my life. And that took uh, me from being. I'm a ball coach, nah, man. I'm a. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna learn, and then I'm gonna figure out how I can help. And then um, I went and coached as a head coach. I left there and went to be a head coach for a while. And then I took Stephen Alexander, who I played with at OU. It's like one of my best friends. Um, and then Leon Johnson, who I played with at the Jets. Um, he's one of my best friends. And then Jacob Gutierrez, who played at OU, like. That was my staff at Little Bitty Town of Dibble. They had fourteen players when we got there. We left with forty five. Wow. Um That's incredible. Yeah man, they were gonna cut football. We left with making a deep playoff run, you know. Um and then we just did it right, you know what I mean? Like we didn't care about any of the there was no ego, you know. Um and then from there, like, it's just been a huge process. And then I got out of it because our kids were getting old enough I wanted to watch our kids play. So I was a, I was a full-time job. Um, then I was a head, head high school coach. And then I was coaching two little league teams. Wow. So I have you a job. You were never I was a, Yeah, I was a job where I was covering Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, and Kansas in sales. Then I was a head high school coach. And then I was coaching two little league teams. And literally, man, I was running on, like, Mountain Dew, you know, like. Right. And and at the time, I was dipping, you know, so I was running on Mountain Dew in Copenhagen. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And um, it was just not good, you know. So um, I get out of the car, and Keisha would hand me, like, here you go, you know, here's a Mountain Dew. And, oh, by the way, this is this age group, you know, and I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know. And um, so I got out of that, and I thought, just going to hang out for a while. But like I said, man, it's a virus, you know. And you see, kids struggling, and uh, so our babysitter, who at the time was watching our daughter Henley and our little man Holden, her brother was an O lineman, and he, she invited us to spring football. And all the O line coach did was scream at her brother. Right. He wasn't. Granted, he wasn't very good at the time, but here's where the here's where the coaching cues. All you got to do is get out there in front of him. All you got to do is get out there in front of him. But he was screaming at him. That's why I went and watched the first day. And the poor kid, you know, he wouldn't even look up at me. And I said, hey, man, I'm going to come watch you tomorrow. And granted, I mean, it was a way for me to get the kids out of the house. And they could just run the bleachers. Right. And then by the afternoon they would sleep. Right, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I got to watch some football, you know. So... Came back the second day, and then, man, he he was pretty hard on him the second day. So after that, I'd had enough, you know. And I said, hey, man, I'm going to help you out. The Trench Mafia was born. That's how it started? It was one day. That's incredible. It spawned that day. And I said, uh, somebody help you out, man. So then I, I had to do it in a park because I didn't have anywhere to do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, – I couldn't get anybody to give me any kids. Seriously? Yeah, I tried to get a bunch of kids. You know, I, I would. And granted, Sam, I was doing. I was. I've been doing weight rooms for all these coaches for a bunch of, bunch of time. Yeah. And, and then, but nobody. Terminology, um, you know, philosophies, and then. Um, yeah, we can talk about the philosophies. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so I couldn't get, get any kids. So I had one kid for a while and then the next year i i recruited uh one of my coaches who's really really good and then he had some kids he brought and then uh so we had a few kids you know and then the next year i had got another coach and some kids he's like our he's a rock and then um by then it kind of had started to People kind of saw what we were trying to do, and it wasn't just this football. Of, like, if you come, the football is really good, man. You're right. But the life lesson and the word of God, if you don't even do the football, man, you're going to leave there in pretty good shape. 100%. really good shape. 100%. Um, And then it kind of caught some momentum, and then um, – it got really pretty good. And then we had some kids come through. Um, all of a sudden, you get uh, somebody like Creed Humphrey come through. All of a sudden, you get somebody like um, Owen Condon, who's at Georgia. Hunter Anthony, who was at OSU and now at, at Nebraska. Um, you know, Bryce Bray, who was at OSU and has been at Tulsa. Like, all of a sudden, man, we just had a just a killer class come through. And instead of people saying, man, those dudes are really God-gifted and good genetics, That's, I really didn't have a whole lot to do with those guys. <laughs> right. Other than, man, those are huge humans. Right. And really those worked, are huge r- humans. Really worked hard. Right. Um, I got, like, mistakenly a lot of credit given no, to me. No, please stop. You know,
0: that what I didn't really do. but um, You did quite a bit, though. I've, I've been. I've seen it. The well, work. You know. Well, I
1: appreciate it, but. And then you look at it and you go, man, like uh, all of a sudden, it, you know, we operate kind of under the table. Um, we try to stay under the table. When you came, I, I let you take a picture with everybody. Right. And I don't I don't, I don't really do that.
0: I was going to ask you about your yeah, social media. I don't really do that. Yeah. You know?
1: And um, the reason is because um, we do it free. Mm-hmm. It's always been free. And it's an honor of my grandma because I grew up in Indian housing. And um, my grandma, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't afford afforded that, you know? So,
0: man, I know what that's like. 100%. Yeah. I had a coach take me. uh, My parents got divorced, and I was, I don't know, 12 or 13 or so, and Dad took a job in Mexico, and then he ended up in Canada. And so my mom and grandmother – essentially just through those really important years, you know, they were the rocks. They were yeah. uh, making sure I was at practice. They were making sure I was fed and making sure I was staying on the straight and narrow. You know, that's a place where a lot like where you grew up, where if you wanted to go down the bad path, the bad path was right outside your front door. Yeah, you just had to step with your left foot instead of your right to get there. Yep. And so I, you know, when I hear you talk about football and your family, you know, that's what football is family to me. You know, and that's that's the I think the message I left more than anything from Trench Mafia was that. You know, it's it's that it's a it's a family that, that group the group of men that you're coaching, you know, the group of men that you're leading, um, the message that you sent to them in just that day and in the one day that I was there was exceptional and it's a life lesson that they're learning and I can appreciate the you know, that the free aspect of that because my coach took me to my first football camps. Yeah, you know, that was back in the day where you had to make your way to a college really to kinda of get yeah. on the radar yep. and do one of those those fall you know, one of those summer camps. I didn't pay for any of that stuff. I'm sure he did out of his pocket. Um, you know, three hundred bucks is a lot, man. Absolutely. And that's what it was back then. Three hundred bucks yeah, is a lot of 100%. money. hundred percent. And so I I love it. I respect it and yeah, I love your social media policy too because it's not for everyone one uh, and there's you know as much as that life is becoming more and more part of student athletes every single day NIL and everything else that's involved in you know I'm, I'm sure that that's eventually it'll be a path that you'll be able to help lead them down also and you know these are the things that you need to do and these are the people you need to talk to and maybe maybe that's how I get involved is maybe helping these kids build a brand younger and, and be ready for what's going to happen next right. as much as we don't as much as I don't like that that's what's next. And to, to take kids who don't have the 300 bucks, who don't have a family that's of that mindset, we got to be worried about what's your brand going into college. Maybe that's how, what we can do is help them get there too because you, know, you need a little logo and you need to focus in on the things that you're putting on social media. But I love that in that room – That is just y'all. It's just us, you know. No, no, none of this other stuff gets to come in here. Leave the phones in the bags. Leave the phones against the wall. You know, this is just about this and and us in this moment. I wanted to. uh, I gotta ask. Like, let's let's talk a little football, okay? Because I, I'm of that. I feel like the offensive line play in the last. And this is not like I'm an old man type of thing. I just feel like, you know, you talk about people's philosophies. This is on the high school level. This is on the PV level everybody's got a coaching staff, and I feel like no one's got an offensive line coach. Like, if you can have a great staff together, the one coach that people feel like, oh, you can just go coach, coach the offensive line. I feel like it's, there's a lot of guys that know what they're doing, but I think there's more that maybe don't know what they're doing. And when you look at what's happening from the high school level coming into the college game, kids running these spread offenses, Jr. that have never been in a three-point stance. What does that mean? what do you mean this is the first time you put your hand in the dirt as a lineman how have you overcome the last 20 years and i'm not saying the game is the game is softer by design how do you overcome that stuff bringing in the trench mafia and, and teach them you know there's a physical aspect of this that will always be there it's at our core it's who we are first your offensive line used to be the most violent people on the field. Those are the dudes that no one wanted to mess with, and we always ran in a big, giant pack. And I feel like that has transitioned to the defensive side in the last 20 years, and I'm frustrated about it a little bit. So how are you combating that, that mentality and teaching it, you know, without getting in fights every single Saturday morning? Well, I think I
1: think there's a that's a lot to unpack, but I think first I think you got to remember that one, um, athletes are changing. They're longer and they're linear. I think that's the first thing. So you got to go back and look at it. And then, two, um, I think the thing that really helped open my eyes was with Charles Bentley. Um, I went and spent time in Arizona with LaCharles, and I think LaCharles is um, – that dude was playing chess long before people even had a board out. Um he is he is by far – I know there's lots of guys out there. I know there's lots of guys that get a lot of credit out there, but that dude is a genius. So I think there, he, the way he battles it is there's a mindset, uh, whether it's run game or pass game, you, you got to quit um, differentiating how you're going to play the game. And physicality has got to be the name of the game. And you got to – the thing I see a bunch of is – um, a lot of this two for one, it it really creates. A, well, that's on you, man. I had my, I, I read right. this, I felt this, I I felt this, you felt that. I left because y'all saw this. You that was a, you know like a lot of the blame game stuff. I get frustrated with. I'm not gonna lie. But at the same time, I think that um, there's got to be some 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 looking at. They're only doing what the game allows them in rules. So if they're going to let you do it. Do it. Do it. Yes. So that's kind of – I think a lot of that falls on the the O-line parameter or coach or whatever. But, man, it's game – it's scheme now. You know, I coached arena ball here in Oklahoma City.
0: and um, Yard dogs? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Forever. And um, I loved it because it truly was – it changed my eyes because that was – that was – Remember, in, when when we had scripts, you had run game, inside run, yes, and then you had one on one pass rush. Yep. Like, so you circled those. You're like, you get my mind right for period five through seven. Absolutely. Get my mind right for thirteen through fifteen. Yep. Other than that, man, hey, you're getting all my reps right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna drink Gatorade and water right here. <laughs> hey, you're getting these reps. You know what I mean? But in the arena game, there was no different like. It was all – like, it's – those are those periods all the time. And I think right now in the in the, in the the game, those rules have kind of eliminated and it's all this – you know, I think that's the thing. So, the athletes are getting longer and leaner. I think that's the first thing. And then I think the teams that are really physical, they're physical in the run game and the pass game. And I think that's what we've tried to do is we're the, – the first thing that I think we try to do is not change – The run game's hard. It's hard to get a kid in our room and say, hey, this is what we're going to do in the run game. It's the first way to start a fight with a kid and this high school coach. So we avoid it. And I say we avoid it by this. We're going to give you a tool. You may never use it. You may never need it. Your car may never break down. But if it does, you got the tool to fix it. I hope you never need it. You know, because we get so much differentiated. Like, we got kids in our room that run Flexbone. They're never going to need drive-catch, brother. Right. They're never going to need it. Right. But guess what they are going to do? They're going to go to camps, and they're going to need the pass pro. Because guess what? There's very few schools outside of Harding, Bethel, Friends who were running flex bone in college, right. Air Force, Air Force yep. Army, you know, Army I mean, yep. like academy schools. Yep. But like he needs to be able to do that at six five and two hundred ninety five pounds that God gifted him and the ability to be big and move. Absolutely. And if he can one on one pass rush at a camp, man, and he looks good, and you can drive catch and you can power down flat and you can run and you can you can look athletic and you measure right. I'm going to go back and watch your film. And if all I see you in flex bone, I could never see you do that again. I need to see you do it at camp. Absolutely. So I can invite you in the fall to a game. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that way when I get in front of your coach, your coach can say, man, he never misses in the weight room. He's got great grades. He's a great teammate. You know what I mean? That way you can just check boxes. And that's for us too. And I agree though. And and I think football is going to change the way you see it just because it's almost like, you know, I think one of the things that bothers me is, hey, third down in the Super Bowl. You know, what kind of call is that by Cincy? What? Why are you worth it? <laughs> Why are you in the gun and trying to it's do crazy. that? It's insane. You know, and why are you playing like to 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 burn time when you're down? Why are you, you know? Like, there's just things the games are changed, and it doesn't make you know comments. I get it. There's a lot smarter people who put numbers into a computer or spit
0: numbers out of a computer than me. Right. But at the same time, man, it's about winning. I, I get frustrated in those moments because it's like I feel like there's a – I feel dis, disrespect for the lines. Like there's a disrespect. They don't believe that you two of you can move that one man. I have tremendous respect for Aaron Darnold. There's no question about it. Oh, Guys amen. like and Sue, there's no question about it. But I just, in my brain – if you give me J.R. Conrad on my left and you got Indominican Sue as a one technique, I know and trust that your technique and my technique, we're unbeatable. There's two of us. There's just one of him. Right. I don't care what he's doing. Right? You know, we take the right steps. We get the right hand placement. Like football, offensive line play looks like a um, it looks reckless to people in the stands. The reality is it is precision. You're talking six-inch settle steps. You're talking six-inch cross steps. Right hand on the outside of the outside number. Like when you get that technique down, you are unbeatable. That's how I feel about offensive line play. So I'm watching that third and one, and I'm thinking they're gonna. He's gonna audible out of this. Yeah. He's gonna go under something's gonna happen here. They're not gonna run that play, and they did, you know. And and you're right. It's analytics. It's numbers. It is um, you know guys assessing Aaron Donald and his physical ability and saying. My guys up front can't handle that in those yeah. moments. And they, it it does bother me a lot. And I don't know where they go from here, you know, from there. You know, is the game going to come back to what we know it to be? I don't know that it ever is. Because you're right. Guys are leaner and longer than they used to be. Because, I mean, look, I played at 335 in college. I'm sure you were somewhere around that, hey, either, yeah. around that weight, <laughs> right? Hey, like hey, we hey. were just big yeah. with one-foot splits. That's what we did. Yep. Now they're 295 playing center with a guard that's 315, and they got four-foot splits, and they play, like, power forwards. You know, like, it's yeah. a different it's a different world that we live in today. But, man, every once in a while, I wish that we could see it go back, you know, to just being in the trenches and just – we. there's more of us than there are of you. We're going to win. We're yeah. going to win this battle.
1: Well, and you got to think, I mean, how many times did you see a center covered in the league this year? Right. That's – you know what I mean? Like, that's a different – used to be, man, you'd see a center covered. You know, now you 100%, don't. yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just – Things are changing but Ted Washington and you know, Casey Hampton and no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no thanks. Yeah. You know? Those guys would get off. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Joe you know, just you look at it and you say, Man, I just I don't know where it goes. But I know that athletes are changing. They're they're more they're more qualified, they're more diverse, and uh, and I'm just glad that somebody finally came out and said he's six foot, meaning Aaron Donald. Oh yeah. Like let's let's call it what it is, man. If you can go, you can go. Absolutely. You know, I know Kelly Gregg well, and Kelly. You know, like you can if you go,
0: if you can go, you can go. Absolutely. Let's
1: quit. Let's quit. Let's quit.
0: Let's quit all this nonsense. Yeah, you got to be. I look. I the biggest butt weapons I've ever taken in my life were guys that were six foot tall. Remember oh, yeah. Tank Reese, oh, Kansas yeah. State. I was a probably redshirt sophomore. Beat me like I stole something for four quarters.
1: Oh, I remember the cat at the cat at Oklahoma State. The, Williams, man, he was, what, oh yeah, one? Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: Kevin was, uh, yeah, and the Waylon Brown, those guys, they yeah. weren't massive, I mean, as far as height was concerned. Yeah, six one. I mean, yeah. the best. But, I mean, that,
1: that joker would stick you in the throat. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, you could go. I and mean, that just, you know, I I, I don't know where it'll go, but I know that uh, they're only getting better, they're only getting smarter, and they're only learning how to take care of their bodies. That's right. You know, and that's the thing that I love to see about athletes is, even our kids, you know, like they're learning how to sleep, they're learning how to eat, they're learning how to figure it out for themselves, right? And that's a dangerous thing when an athlete can take ownership. Watch out!
0: This is we're sitting here at the Edge Sports Fitness right now. This is my gym, my new gym. I'm I recently started a podcast series called This Is 40. I turned 40 April 15th, and I'm looking to lose 100 pounds in the next year or so. However, long it's going to take, I'm going to get myself back into a condition where i feel i don't know violence again like i can protect myself if i needed to and um i love coming here in the evenings my my stepdaughter kenley trains here with their kids behind us training right now and you know they're learning those lessons that you're talking about you know and how to take care of their bodies and how to eat and making it more it's a repetition thing you know we didn't learn how to eat until we got until we were probably 22 mm-hmm. And that was because someone said, well, you're going to the NFL, so you better get your get your food right. You better start eating right. Before that, it was cool. I'll take three of those chicken fried steaks. Right. And give me the whole tray of mashed potatoes. The training table was a – no one was doing it right, you know, exactly. and now these kids today, though, it's all about you – know, she walks around with a little half-gallon thing of water. She's going – seventh grader, going to school with it, making sure she's getting hydrated. She's eating five times a day. And, you know, all the things that we know, yep. you know, and, and we're helping our, our young people with today. But I, I love facilities like this. And, you know, Coach Bonowitz over there is uh, – um, he was a former strength conditioning coach at, at University of Houston, and he does it the right way. They do it the right way. They have support staff here that does it the right way. And I, I love – you know, when you pair it with people like your group, like Trench Mafia, yeah, I think we're setting our kids up in a better path. And physically, you know, they won't look like you and I do. You know, that's what the goal is. When you finish the game, man, it's time to, to slim up. Right, you know, man. you got to live your life a little bit better. i got that's knee right. problems. I'm sure you do too. You know, shoulders and everything else. And so I'm hoping that uh, with this new series we can maybe educate a little bit better about just the overall fitness aspect of it and, you know, and, and just trying to keep keep yourself keep up with yourself know do, make some lifestyle choices that are, are just better across the board so I'm excited about this whole deal I'm excited about being here I'm here every day now and I love the interaction with having a coach again is great like just having a guy that I can call coach is just great you know you don't realize how much you miss it until you get it back and it's like man that just feels I leave here in a great mood every day I go home in a better mood every yeah. day because I've, I've got to train you know I got to get some of it out of my mm-hmm. system so
1: having uh, somebody to be accountable and, and uh, hold you accountable I mean that's what you're used to yes you know and i think uh having those guys for for saturday it makes me get up and walk every day it makes me do my band stuff like yeah. i do a jane fonda is what i call it nice um,
0: like it, the that, spandex and everything
1: uh I, hey that's a different <laughs> podcast um, but uh <laughs> but uh you know it just makes you want to be better yes. you know what i mean yes, and sir. then um yeah, I think that's great, man. And it's never too late. That's the good news, man. Absolutely. You know, like, even for guys like us, man, I think that uh, uh, if 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 it's if there, if it's in there, man, you'll find it, brother. Absolutely. And I'm wishing you the best on that, man. I
0: appreciate so. it. Jared, thank you so much for your time today, my friend. I really ah, I appreciate, appreciate it. appreciate you, man. When we get closer to football season, we're going to have to do maybe even a weekly thing where you we can sit down, break down some film, and just kind of talk about some games. And I think that uh, offensive line play is still something that's very um, – People just aren't extremely knowledgeable about it, and they kind of seek that information. I think we can probably present the the good podcast listeners, the YouTube viewers, maybe something a little bit different. So we'll we'll keep up for sure. I appreciate you, man. All right, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you so much.